You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hello. Thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. Recording live via via the Poconos. I'm your old pal Sanders. And I'm your trusty pal, BP. And if you are creeping score at home, this is episode 168, the whole hog edition. BP, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. No problem. And, um, before we get started, let me just ask you, um, does, does Paul McCarthy, <laughs> McCartney know about this? <laughs> no. He doesn't. Oh, good. He doesn't. Good. That's, I was hoping you would say that. Yeah. So here's the deal. Um, for all you Liv fans out there, um, so Liv is uh, working crazy, crazy hours. I don't know. Have you talked to him in a while? Since he started uh, this, not like, really. He he was away uh, for a wedding or something a while ago, and then he came back and started a new. Uh, job doing like document review. It's where okay. it's where you hire a bunch of attorneys to go over cases and stuff. And he he took a job and he's been like, I don't know, he's been he's been clocking like fifty hours a week. Damn. Um. So he's been super busy and I had just finished up my busy time and went into vacation and he was working and once I'm back from vacation it's his birthday so he goes away so it's like a month before the next time we are going to be able to get to do an episode together so uh, we got a bunch of special guests uh, coming up in the next couple episodes I got some I got some good stuff planned I put good in air quotes because after this (laughs) I don't necessarily know that it's good stuff it's just stuff that I can record and put out so we don't go like you know six weeks without episodes but um this is a much anticipated return engagement for your for your co-hosting for your full-time co-hosting duties not just a special guest right the third excuse as we as we (laughs) like to say me live you see thomas howell that rounds out the uh the two sorry excuses stable. Who else you got lined up um, in the next couple of weeks for the co-hosting? Um, I got my dad. <laughs> Felix. Yeah, um, I'm doing a uh, a podcast called uh, an episode called uh, "Explain Like I'm 44," where he explains okay. basic life skills to me. You know, skills that I should have acquired when I was probably in my 20s. Yeah. Like how electricity works. Excellent. I've got a uh, podcast with Cole lined up called The Unwritten. Really? Yeah. We're going to do some more unwritten rules. (laughs) (laughs) Because I went to the movie with the kid the other day and... Oh no! I realized <laughs> I realized there's a lot more rules we got to cover. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, listen, who's going to explain it to him if not me? No, I I love that app. Excuse me, and I was thinking about like 
you know, if I brought Jake to a game, you know, it would be similar. And the unwritten rules of baseball and in any sport for that matter, um, I love, I love that kind of stuff. So yeah, was, of course. Dig it. And then, but the other rules, man, <laughs> this, like, I would be just the opposite. I would be like, yeah, you can have dessert twice <laughs> if you want. You know, there's all these rules about what you can eat. I mean, I'm all about not spending a fortune because you could go to a game and, and end up spending a fortune on a bunch of junk, whether it's food uh, and souvenirs, right? Right. Or both. Right, right. You can't just give the kid whatever he wants, but it's like... Really? I can't. I can either have cracker jacks or a hot dog. I can't have both. Uncle Man. It's like the kid knows more stats than like half the people on ESPN. Like, I can't even get a meat pill. Right. Jeez. So I was like, all right, let's check that off. I'm yeah. not going to the game with Sanders. I think. I wonder he, what the what the deal is at the movies. I think he has come to the same conclusion as well. <laughs> <laughs> because I got a chilly reception at best at the movies. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So um, we'll see. Do I have a popcorn, or you can watch the movie. <laughs> what do you want, kid? <laughs> well, it would be you can have a popcorn, or you can have, uh, or you can have Sour Patch Kids. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's fair. On the ch- off chance that you get. <laughs> popcorn and sour patch kids you don't dump the sour patch kids into the popcorn yeah no that's an unwritten rule that's an unwritten rule and if you happen to do that you don't then realize it was a bad idea and try to fish out all of the sour patch kids one by one yeah no that's disgusting you know so um <laughs> somebody's got to teach him right hey what what movie did y'all see solo solo yeah uh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I haven't seen it. You got to get to it, man, because it's going to be out of the I theaters. I, I probably won't. I know, I know. It's the worst feeling, you know? I don't think it did very well. Like, uh, from the box no. office standpoint, you know? Yeah. I thought it was great. I liked it. Spoiler alert, it's about Han Solo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I just wanted to make sure. I wonder if he needs Chewy in that. Well, don't tell me. Don't I'm not going to tell you. All right. I'm not going to tell you. So what do we got tonight? We got, well, first things first, man, I just got my annual, the, it, it was my, it's my annual, um, it's my annual guilt tear at my uh, strings of sentimentality email. From the uh, Hollyhog Charitable Foundation. Okay. It's the last chance to be part of the hog. You know, don't miss out. Yeah. All yep. your good friends are going to be there, and you'll be sorely missed if you're not there. To which I read it, and I leave it in my inbox for the chance that I decide that it's time for me to get back to a hog. And then every time I see it, I feel guilty about not going to a hog, and then eventually... The first weekend in August passes, and I don't make it to the hog, and then I can finally delete delete the email. But this one caught my attention. Because you guys are are roasting a whole hog. You're on a pig roast. Indeed. Indeed. What's the anniversary? Is there an anniversary? Yeah, this is the big one, Sam, man. This is the 20th. Oh, Jesus. 
So we're pulling out all the stops this year. What, um, whose idea, whose idea was it? That had to be yours. Well, we've always wanted to roast a pig. Well, for several years we've wanted to, you know, because it just fits in so good with the, the name of everything. Yeah, the, absolutely. The course and the, and everything else. But it's just always been, I mean, doing that is a, you know, it's a big endeavor and it's, we've been eating at the, uh, at the golf course, but then having people back at my parents' place and that has, it dwindled over the years, but last year we had a great rejuvenation of people over there and it was like, you know, so it was finally, we came to the pretty much easy conclusion that it's like, hey, wait a sec, this is the 20th, we gotta do something special, so let's finally roast the pig. You know, we're calling it a hog roast, obviously, not a pig roast. Obviously. And, um, yeah, I got this, uh, my dad knew a guy, and they come to the, to my parents' house, like 12 hours before we want to eat, and they set up everything. They cook the pig right there. They don't have to dig a hole or anything like that. Oh, so they come with like a with like a mobile pit kind of deal. Yeah, like a spit. Like that. I mean, this I mean, this is what he does. He he actually owns a couple of restaurants in the on the Cape and um, called the Breakfast Nook, which he don't he's been donating every year gifts gift certificates for the raffle, and um, that's how we got in contact with them. And yeah, they come in, and I don't know how big the the setup's going to be, which is going to be interesting with. You know, you've seen all the cars on that side, like the the dead end there yeah, on sure. the side of the house. Well, he's got to come in with a, a whole crew. With uh, they bring their whatever the hell they they use to cook the pig, and then they bring several grills and hot boxes because on not only do they do the pig, but they do uh, you know chicken breasts, marinated chicken breasts, and and cheeseburgers and hot dogs and all that kind of stuff. Oh, jeez. For people that don't want to eat the pig, you know? And then they have all the sides, too, like baked beans and, and slaw and fruit and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's going to be quite a setup, and he comes, you know, with good references and everything else. And um, We did it for two reasons. One, the wow factor of a pig roast, and for it being the 20th, uh, but also, we wanted to try to give a little bit of relief to my folks. Yeah, sure. And and even on years when it's only 40, 40 people over there, it's still a lot of work. Yeah. You know, obviously, before getting the yard ready and, and then just all the, you know, that my dad does and then all the cooking that my mom does to, to feed 40 people or 50 and then it's upwards to... 60 or 80 people over there, you know, and everyone wants to eat at different times. And it's like, so it's, it's really, I mean, I'm busy. It's for me, it's, I'm busy enough, like running around trying to, you know, talk to everybody and and all that kind of stuff. And yet still try to help and then do my hog duties and also help with, with Maisie, you know, <laughs> and now it's like in Carla, poor Carla stuck. And now it's, we get this now Benjamin, you know, right? And but but uh, yeah, so I'm busy enough, but I'm still having beer, like lots of beer, and you know, I'm playing washers and whatever. My dad, he doesn't get to throw horseshoes. My mom's stuck in the kitchen the whole time, like running around trying to get everything out. And it's not until everybody leaves that 
midnight when they can settle down. And by that time, like Drew's got his shirt off and it's like <laughs> keeping the, the whole yard lit up because he's so pale. Right. You know, so the neighbors are now complaining, like, shut the light. It's Drew. Like, it's Drew. Yeah. And like, we're doing a beer tasting and now I'm belligerent. It's like, <laughs> so we did it also to try to get some relief off of them. And I know that there's still the yard work to be done. I went down there the other day and did some. And uh, my mom's still going to cook all sorts of food. She's already talking about, like, making meatballs for people and making, like, the breakfast for the next yeah, day. Yeah, sausage casserole. And... Yeah, all that stuff. So there's still going to be some work. But if, if these people are coming in and doing a, an entire pig, plus hot dogs and hamburgers and chicken breasts and sides, like, it's going to take. And they set up and they they clean up. Oh, that's you know, huge. Yeah, for the most part, they clean up. So it's uh, it's going to be a huge relief, and, and maybe John Peters can show his skills on the on the horseshoe pit, and Reg can entertain some guests instead of you know swearing at people in the kitchen. <laughs> 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 so that's why we did it, and that, we're checking all the boxes off, and we're excited about that. You know, that's excited good, man. That part. That's yeah. good. The uh... I'm assuming the whole uh, the hog whole hog uh, committee is in town. Creedon yep, Fleet, yep. Burgund. Yep, they're all in. The whole board, uh, Tim Delaney and, and John Scribner, those are the, the board members. And then, um, as far as the regular golfers, pretty much, I think pretty much everyone is is golfing that that usually do. Um, there's always a few surprises, you know. Let's uh, let's be honest. Those guys, do those guys that that come in from the West Coast, they write this off as a as a business expense, right? They take they oh, yeah. they deduct it. To, I don't know about Creedon, but Fleet definitely does. <laughs> He's definitely, definitely writing this off. Um, does Bergun come fully loaded? Kids, wife, the whole thing, or does he just take this as like a, a couple of days away and, and hang with you guys? It's you know what it's it, I don't know what he's doing this year. Last year he was without the kids. Um, the year before that, his wife and kids came. So uh, right. it, it really depends year to year. And Creed makes it it's a family vacation, so right. So so Jill and oh yeah, he like takes like three weeks off and rents a mansion on the beach and Brewster and does it you know. Hits a couple NASCAR races up in London, Loudon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is Fleet married? Fleet? Yeah. Yeah, Fleet's married. Uh, he's got one baby girl. Well, baby, she's like four, I think. Yeah. At this point, yeah, Julia. And what about any RSVPs from the uh, from the 1106 crew? I only got... One negative RSVP, and then one, you know, Soap never tells me he's coming or not. And he just, he's pretty good. We're pretty good about um, texting back and, and forth. And mostly it's just like pictures of like Coca Cola <laughs> bottles with the name Ashley on it, or like various primates that we see along the way. Right. Um, and then anything with the word beef in it, obviously. But, of course. Uh, but I, you know, I send out the email every year to him and asking him if we can, you know, count on his continued support of sponsoring a whole. And um, usually, I get some wise ass email back or whatever, and 
Um, but I always write, hey, can, you know, it'd be great if you could golf this year and, uh, you know, bring the kids. Like, like you can have a, a whole soap clan, you know, team soap, all that. Nothing, nothing back. Oh, man. Uh, Laughlin, I, same thing with Laughlin. And Laughlin's been like a, a major uh, contributor over there. He always goes with the the biggest, uh, most generous uh, sponsorship you can do. He does the a whole sponsor plus a clubhouse banner plus the beverage cart banner, which is like the top notch. It's like the whole going whole hog. And uh, and he golfed one year a couple of years ago with, with Ty. But uh, this year he said he couldn't do it, but he'd be uh, more than happy to, to donate again. So. Yeah, that's it. He's got a double... Well, it's probably a triple tie. Well, let's give him a quadruple tie. One, that he is uh, genuinely a good guy. Yeah. But he also feels guilty that he doesn't see everybody all the right. time. <laughs> so he'll he'll contribute. He's a golfer himself, and he runs a company. He owns a company that can shell out a couple, whatever, a hundred, couple hundred, couple... Uh, you know, maybe north of a thousand bucks for all that stuff without any issue. And he's not only tight with you, he's tight with Creedon from, right. from their San Fran days. So that's, yep, that's exactly you keep him on the hook. Exactly. As a matter of fact, it's probably better that Laughlin doesn't make it every year because then he'll, he'll feel the, you know, the need to kind of, to keep the connection. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, uh, going back to the going back to the soap thing. Just yeah, want to so you know this. Um, you know he's always you know he's a corporate soap. When I, when I ask him this, he's like he always tells me to email um, Betty Williams or yeah. whatever, like whoever takes care of the, this sort of thing in the in the the west wing of the soap machine. Right. And uh, so I see see Betty Betty Williams in there, but in the invoice, hopefully he looks at he probably doesn't you know and i'm sure she was doesn't even don't even look at the fine print but i was like basically just changing the the date of the invoice from last year and i was changing the you know 19th hog to the 20th hog or whatever and um under matt soap's name instead of chairman of the board i, I put chairman of the beef <laughs> 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 hoping that somebody would notice you know but I don't know if, if we talked about I probably didn't talk about this with Liv, but uh, on my last trip up there in February, um, when I went up to see the soaps in Groveland and have dinner, uh, and, you know, he rolls out the red carpet and he does the whole soap, uh, you know, thing where everything's a game. So he introduces his kids one by one and makes them do a special talent and, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. We have a sit down with, you know, each of the little kids and, uh, Harrison is in the school play. So he makes Harrison do his, his lines from the play and Hunter's, uh, you know, guitar (laughs) player. So he makes us, um, he makes Hunter play, uh, Nirvana or, you know, something along those lines. And he introduces his, his daughter as the fishman, of the family, <laughs> right? <laughs> she, he, she's our she's our fisherman. She's our fisherman, uh, and then he made um, a roast beef, which was the best roast beef sandwich I've eaten, bar none. I'm talking Kelly's and Buzzies, 
Wow. The Matt Soap Roast Beef was uh, was top notch. And he made no beef jokes. Wow. So I think he might he might just do that for your benefit. He took well, he took his beef he was taking his beef very seriously. <laughs> I like that. It's about time. <laughs> so that's cool, man. Sounds like you got a good you got a good uh, a good hog coming up. Yeah, and uh, one other thing I wanted to mention on the hog and Actually, I almost didn't want to mention this because I don't know if it's going to going to happen, but the idea, it was a good idea, um, the 20 for 20 campaign. So Fredo and Josh, Jeremy and Felix, please don't tell anyone this in case we don't go through with it. But the idea for the 20th was to get 20 different charities to give to. On the 20th anniversary of the hog. Oh, that's great, man. And it was a, one of the board members came up with it. I won't give out names to protect the innocent, but I was, uh, I was absolutely against it when, it, <laughs> when they came up with it because none of us have time to do any of this stuff, you know, and we try to do these, these, uh, conference calls and it used to be, uh, where Tim Delaney worked, he had a, a line set up so we used to set it up and uh, it was like pulling teeth to get everyone available on the, the same night that was that was a difficult part of for us and then it's like okay everyone agreed on it and then there would always be somebody bailing out at the last minute or forgetting or whatever so my point is it's hard enough to get five dudes on on a call right right you know for 20 minutes i know we're all busy but for 20 minutes you can't get on the get on the phone and talk and they wanted to figure like research and and pick 20 different organizations to donate to this year and i'm like you guys are out of your mind nobody has time to do this nobody's going to do it but you want to do it i'm all for it and then you know a couple months later I check in and like nobody's done anything what's the <laughs> what's the typical Do yearly donation? Well, so it's not... Years ago, what we did was we set up a um, an endowment. So what we've what we've done is we've given to basically three organizations every year. One being um, the sandwich the sandwich rehab hospital. The second one, uh, a few. Scholarships to graduating seniors from Sandwich High School. Okay. And then a third one that we would that we would pick. You know, we would pick something different every year. Got it. So it'd be three basic um, donors, and and then the rest of the money would go into this endowment. And the whole premise of this years ago is because we eventually want to give a lot more money to something to make a bigger impact. Right. We didn't want to give a thousand dollars to sandwich high school. We wanted to give, you know, $10,000 to whoever, you know? Right. So we started putting money away every year and we've raised a ton of money. We got a ton of money in this endowment and we have the, we have the funds to do it. Like, so if we, if we quit after this year, right, I think we have enough money to continue to give to our, our two or three, you know, annual, donors for like 20 years oh my god like that that's phenomenal yeah that's if we didn't do a thing so it's it is phenomenal and it's that's what we wanted to do and we 
know, it, it's made money in the market or whatever. Um, oh, that's so right. So I, wait, I got to remember that you guys not are only smart guys. You got a, you have a couple financiers in your midst. Absolutely, yeah. So you're taking this money, and it's not like passing the hat and then coming up with that money and then distributing it. You're raising funds, and obviously you're raising more than than most people assume you are. And then you guys are investing that as a foundation to raise more money. Right. Brilliant. Correct. Brilliant. Yep, and you know we've gotten a little bit more. Uh, you know we've we've upped the the, the uh, what do you call it the uh, what's the word I'm looking for contributions scholarships no no scholarships, scholarships. got it so got we used it. to we used to do one and now we do you know we've done several and then we up we up the amount that we've given to them and same with the, the rehab so we've we've over the years. We've upped our, we've increased our donation amounts, but it's still, you know, we still make more money every year and, and put it into this endowment to grow it for bigger and better things. You know, oh, that's so this awesome. year we get the, the 20th and we're like, oh, let's give the 20th. And we certainly could do that. But I said, guys, you don't realize it. Like, you got to, like, think about who you get, who are we going to give to? And you got to call these people and you got to like, do some research and like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And all excited about it. You know, and then three weeks later, hey, where are you guys with? Where are you guys with it? Nothing. <laughs> you know, so I kind of tried to motivate everyone to to do it, and I I took ten minutes and and found two or three different. Uh, so I, I I essentially stepped on credence toes and and delegated. I said, all right, guys, <laughs> everyone get everyone get three organizations you wanted to give to. Right, that's your homework. You have one week to do it, and then me being sarcastic and passive aggressive person I am, <laughs> I uh, I took the next ten minutes, looked up some places on Cape Cod, and sent my three, and I'm like, I got my three. <laughs> I go, you guys got one week to do it, and of course, like it started to, you know, some of the people caught on and like, all right, let's do this, let's do, and then some of the other guys didn't, and ultimately, I don't even know if we got twenty. I think we did. Because we're counting some of our, you know, we're, we're counting like the three scholarships we're giving is three. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And, Listen, that's legit. You know, and, and stuff like that. And uh, we did, we sent three different uh, girls or two two or three girls to a Girl Scout camp this year, or we're going to. So that's, that's two or three. You know, so we, we're going to do, I think we're going to do the 20 for 20, but it's just, it's funny how. Everyone, you get all excited on the call, and then it's like, I'm busy. You know, it's life. <laughs> yeah, right. Like exactly, that's how it goes. Uh, but listen, man, that's even that's it, knowing what I now know that makes it twice as impressive because it's impressive that you guys had the had uh, the forethought to to want to make an impact, right? And I don't know. Listen, I know some of you guys. My guess is the first inclination you guys had was based on one of those guys getting shit from somebody for getting drunk and playing golf once a year so they said oh yeah well this year we're raising money for charity and then is born the hollyhog foundation and every single one of those guys is just stubborn enough 
to say, okay, not only are we going to just raise some money for charity out of pocket this year, we're going to start a fundraiser and we're going to create an endowment. And then, boom, 20 years later, you guys are, are funding a bunch of stuff. When you guys get together, do you secretly do you secretly laugh at the Pug Bowl? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amateur. <it>. Amateurs. <laughs> yeah, we mock it. They don't, even, they don't even have an escrow account. <laughs> uh, so that's, as you preface that, that's still not final yet. It's still not final no. yet. The, do, I, do, I, do, I think you, it. I, I'm, I think we were pretty close when I, when I kind of got him, kind of got him going. And, you know, got him rejuvenated a little bit. And we were the the charities were were falling in. But then somebody else brought up a good point. It's like, you know, we're just kind of picking charities here to give to just to fill up an Excel sheet, you know, because I was like, get the, get an Excel sheet, mark it one through 20. And when each board member sends in their three or four pick, three or four picks and you put them down there and we'll get 20, like done. Yeah. Right. It just takes five minutes, 10 minutes and look up a charity that is within our scope of our mission statement, which is really vague. We keep it vague <laughs> on for that reason. So you can get 20. Educate. So, right. Yeah. So you can get 20 health services and, and youth services. So you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> like pick anything you want. And there you go. It fits in, in our realm. And, it, and we try to keep it down on the cape. That's it. So, and then he's like, well, we're kind of just picking things just to fill up an Excel sheet. We're not really, you know, and he's, that's a good point. It's like, yeah, all right, but, but still what? It's still going to be giving money to a good cause. And we, we, checked off that box of 20 for 20 yeah let's do it you know now do you guys get so, any press coverage whether local or otherwise well it's funny you mention that man because that was my i was going to bring up the next point um i was down on the cape i was down in sandwich the other day and uh my mom ran into somebody who works for the sandwich enterprise the local newspaper and she uh, mentioned us to him, and he got all excited about it and gave her uh, his business card and said, "Have one of the boys call me. This is this is great. This is great stuff, you know." Yeah, the total so, local papers eat that up. Hometown yeah. boys. Now we've been in we've been in a few papers before, but this is I think a no brainer being the twentieth and and what we're trying to do here. So we'll, we'll probably get some press out of it. Who's the spokesperson? Well, I want to put it in Bergun's hands because a he doesn't do really anything, <laughs> <laughs> including yeah. including listen to this podcast. I hope. <laughs> yeah, and and b he usually speaks every year at the um, at the award ceremony about the charity itself and about the um, endowment and all that stuff. So he's uh, he's already well versed in it, and he's. He's the best man for the job, so I would I would put him in charge if I were CEO. But I guess that would be up to Sean Creed. Yeah, I would He's technically the boss. I would also pick for Gun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I would also pick for Gun. Um, I think he he represents all those qualities that you want out front pretty yeah. well. He's well spoken. He's friendly. He's a good looking dude. Composes himself well. 
And like you said, he he knows the he knows the charity. So all the above. Yep. That's it. That's it. And those are the three points I was going to bring up: the twenty to twenty, uh, the hog roast, and the sandwich enterprise. And then in, in parentheses, I have uh, merch, which I hate saying that word. That's the <laughs> merchandise. Yeah, yeah. But like in the biz, you say merch. you say merch, right? And uh, we're trying to do something a little special for the merchandise this year. And, uh, right. So that's to, uh, that's the big thing. You have to wait and see. You have to wait and see. Well, wait. Bury the lead. First of all, for for anybody not named uh, Fredo, Josh, Felix, or Jeremy, um, (laughs) the Hollyhog annual golf tournament held at Holly Ridge Golf Course. Is it in Sandwich, Mass? Is is Holly Ridge in Sandwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's obviously the 20th anniversary, and obviously it raises money for, for charities. This year it's raising money for 20 charities. Super impressive, and but the big thing, the big haul every year. the The reason it's the big haul every year is because back before this was, this took its present form. It literally started as just a golf outing amongst your buddies over the summer because you wanted to get together. But not very far into that. You started to make T-shirts and golf shirts and hats, and every year there was some type of swag like you would get at a quote-unquote real golf tournament. Correct. And then the logo came in, the Mike Peters designed Hollyhog Invitational logo came in early on in the in the mix, and then it became. Like uh, Red Rider BB gun style acquisition of each year's shirts, right? Mostly they were shirts, right? Didn't yeah, you, mostly you, it's been shirts. Yeah, you had to get you know, you had to get your hands on on the hog shirt, and each year they got better and better. You know, obviously because you guys were were getting your act together, but also like material quality of of that type of promotional merchandise got to be a little more uh accessible like you can get an under armor shirt now for a couple bucks at a promotion company or whatever so um that has been the big deal is get your hands on on hog swag uh i have a i don't have any hog shirts i have a hog uh six pack cooler was that like an ancillary gift, or was that a was that the gift one of the years? I think that went with something else that year. Okay, it might have been with a hat or something. That makes yeah. sense. I bet it was a hat. I can't remember. Um, do you use that cooler ever? Uh, not for beverages. I use it actually for okay. golf golf balls. Because. I've used it a few times, or I did. I don't even have it anymore, I don't think. But it used to leak every time I used it. Oh, yeah. I didn't... So uh, I was wondering if it was the same. Yeah, I never. I don't think I ever put beverages in, because I don't drink uh, beer. So it's Shame perfect. It's perfect for, like, a six-pack of beer. But it's very right. difficult to put a six-pack of vodka in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the merch, you're right. It's... It, certain years it's like you know this mostly it's golf shirts 
and like we get complaints sometimes from the people. There's always complaints from everybody, you know. Whatever, it's like oh, another gold shirt or whatever. There's always complaints. Yeah, but of course. Some years are better than others, and there's uh, some some hats that are real coveted. That's the my the word I used during the uh, the raffle, like ad nauseum. Right, it's coveted. Um, <laughs> to get people all psyched. Like, oh, they they love it. Yeah, yeah. whatever it is, it's it's coveted, and it's got the um, a different logo, a slightly different logo on the front. Uh, that Burgund actually designed, but then the the white mesh back, and that was a that was a big one. Then it was the the Hollyhog uh, jacket one year that Drew Drew by the way, shout out to him. He wears Hollyhog paraphernalia every single day. If Drew, I don't know what every day. <laughs> I don't know what Drew's uh, social. <laughs> Social life consists of outside of like hanging with Reardon and, and Fabby and those guys, but I know for a fact that when he goes out on dates, he wears a Hollyhog golf shirt. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. And and his shirts are like 20 years old, so so uh, I know he has a white Hollyhog shirt, which might be like one of the first Hollyhog shirts. It's one of the ones that's like not even that good of a quality of shirt. It, you know, it's like it's like. I don't want to say it's like burlap, but you know, it's it's not a very fine mesh weave. You know, we're not talking Egyptian cotton. Uh, and he wears that, and it's and the logo's all bleached out because he's washed it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he just—it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. The gray, the white ghost. Wait, what? What do you? What, what's he called? Is it the white ghost? The white shadow? The white man. The white man. Yeah. The white man, right? Well, that was Piper. Piper. That, Piper. Yeah was like terrified of him one year <laughs> well. called him the white man and every time he emerged from where whatever hole he crashed out of <laughs> you know it's like the white man oh, that's great that's great hey so the reason uh, real quick getting into you know because you touched on it about if holly ridge was in sandwich um holly ridge golf course is where creedon grew up so the, the golf course is right down the street from where I live is Holly Ridge golf course. And okay. it's always been a part three and, and Sean Creedon lived at a cul-de-sac on a bunker Hill circle. And right across from his house, you you'd just walk through a couple of trees and you were on hole 17 of Holly Ridge. So growing up, we used to always do the woods with a couple of clubs in hand, a couple of balls and we would play hole 17 for free all the time. And we just bang a couple of balls and then run off when we'd see a, a foursome come up. And yeah. we did that all the time. And then he ended up, you know, working later on in life for the Holly uh, or the Ridge Club, which is down the street or whatever. But that's why we started at, at Holly Ridge. And it was, it was 12 or 16 dudes or whatever it was the, the first year, just a hey, dudes, dudes right out. Like, let's go, let's go golfing, you know? Right. And then the year after that, it got bigger. And, and then by the third year or whatever, we were like, hey, let's start doing this for charity. And that's kind of kind of how it, it happened. And just uh, two days ago, I told you I went down to the Cape to um, basically do some yard work. But also, uh, John Peters had a gift certificate for Holly Ridge that expired in June. And um, 
he called the course and said, Hey, you know, this thing's expired two days, but would you honor it? And, and they said, yeah. So I went down and, and we, we uh, played Holly Ridge. We did nine holes. We uh, basically scoped out the joint and, um, we got to the starting gate and the guy, the guy just said, Hey, have you, have you ever played the back nine? And I said, yeah, I would, I would prefer to play the back nine. So if we could, and he's like, all right, good. All right, why don't you go with those guys? These guys are ahead of you here, a bunch of knuckleheads. I got to go talk to them already. They're being idiots. <laughs> they don't know how to golf. They're going to hold you up all day. I'm like, all right, well, I appreciate that. So I swung the golf cart around and picked up JP and, you know, because it was like a thousand degrees, so we we got a cart. Yeah. Even though we're, we knew we were only doing nine. Right. So we did the back nine, and I did we did the back nine because I wanted to play seventeen. You know, and seventeen is the only not only is it Creed, the Creedon hole, but it's the only hole I've ever uh, won a closest to pin in all my years playing in the hog, um, and it was a miraculous bounce off the front of the bunker. It hit. I thought it was heading straight for the sand, and it hit the grass right before the sand, and made a miraculous bounce to the right and landed a couple inches from the pin. And that year, I won uh, close to pin. <laughs> They're still talking about. But it. anyway, oh yeah. So so the other day we get there, and, and, and the guy my dad talked to said um, that oh it's really you know Monday's our busiest day. So we're gonna you're gonna have to get a tea time, we'll put you with people and all this stuff. So we didn't want to get paired with people. We just you know, we wanted to go at our own pace and whatever. So we get there and uh there's nobody on the course. And maybe it was because it was so damn hot. Yeah. But it was awesome. So we did we did nine holes, we flew through it. By the time we got to, to seventeen, we played seventeen and I was thinking, well, we're doing this a lot quicker than I thought. We should probably just play this hole again, you know. And before I say something, my dad says, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we play this hole again? <laughs> so so we played, we, we we made our putts. And I'm like, all right, great. And we'll take our best our best shots, you know, our best score. And, and uh, we turned the card around and we played 17 again. And then um, and we did it again. <laughs> so, we, so we played 17 three times. And then That's went great. and got 18. And um, we ended up tying, me and John Peters. We tied 42 apiece. So it was, uh, As it was it a great be. practice round. And yeah. We got we got 17 in there, and um, we're ready to go, baby. 20 for 20. You know, honestly, I, you know, I joke about the, the uh, you know, the email sitting in my, in my box. But uh, every year... I'm like, all right, I'm just, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And it, I don't know, I, there's not one definitive reason that I can say, listen, man, here's my rationale. And I hope you understand my rationale. And that's, you know, it is what it is. Right. It, it it tends to be like a rolling set of uh, circumstances that, that kind of pile up. So, you know, for a couple of years it was... It was like, listen, I'm not, I just, you know, they can't afford to not be working. I can't take the time off. And, you know, in a couple of years, it's, I got a lot of going on personally and, you know, it's kind of tough to, to kind of muster the right. energy to do anything socially. And, um, but this year I, I had actually, uh, talked to my brother. He had mentioned it and he said, uh, Hey, listen, you getting back up to the hog? 
I said, are you interested? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think, I, I think I'd like to go. So um, there were a couple weeks there when I was like, all right, all right. Listen, that's an excuse to go up. Um, mm-hmm. In addition to seeing everybody, but the problem with the with the seeing everybody equation is that, uh, or the the seeing everybody rationale is it, it's really not an awesome place for a, a weekend out of towner to get quality time with the people I want to get quality time with. It's true. You're yeah, so true. you're so busy. You know, Peters has four kids running around. You know, Reardon uh, is hit or miss on whether or not uh, he's coming down, staying down, etc. Um, and and it's a, it's never a bad time. It's just if I had to pick and choose, I'd much rather have that weekend I had in February with you guys. Right. Right. Um, but with that said, it's a great time because you know I never see Creedon, and you know. I see Ben Fleet once every five years and, you know, obviously your parents and, and the whole deal. So my brother um, kind of gave me some motivation and, and the initiative to, to kind of put together a little plan. Um, and then he ended up bailing um, because he took a trip up to, I think he might have texted you, he took a trip up to Boston. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. On a class trip. And... Um, like loved it so much that he was like, listen, I got to get, you know, I got to get my kids up there. And he's like, I can only take one, you know, one trip up there this summer and I can't justify doing it without the kids. Right. So he's like, I'm out, but I ended up having a scheduling conflict anyway, but. Frick. Yeah. It's one of those oh, things, geez. you know, it's one of those things, but it gives me now the opportunity to come up on a different weekend in a downtime when I'm not fighting seven hours of traffic up 95 and, yeah. you know, driving home as the most hungover man in Massachusetts and the most hungover man in Rhode Island and the most hungover man in Connecticut as I pass through each of those states. <laughs> With Liz Stillman. Correct. Because you're co-pilot. Correct. <laughs> Um, no, I I agree. I agree. I would it would be awesome if you could come, but you're right. It's like it's like going to going to um, Syracuse back in the day during homecoming. You don't want to go during homecoming. Exactly. Everyone's working the whole time, and it's like you'd rather go up in the summer or on a downtime or off weekend where they can get the night off or whatever. You know, I, I hear you. On my trip up uh, in February, um, look, I had a good time the whole time. But one of my highlights was was my breakfast with Maisie. Right. <laughs> you know, like that yeah. was that was just hanging, hanging with Carla and 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 uh, you know hanging out and having have a good time. That doesn't happen in the setting of right. uh, of the Hog. Although um, I've never left the Hog having a bad time, so I will. Uh, I'll just have to uh, bite the bullet. Next time I get some some opportunity to to make a hog, hopefully soon, hopefully because it is fun. It's a great it's a great time. You get to see your parents and hang out and and sandwich. It's hey, good. did your brother tell you that you know he went on the uh, the duck tour and that they passed right by the poorhouse? He did, he did. Did he, and he? He texted me too late. It was like, 
I'm like, God, you should have texted me because I would have I would have ran up there like a madman <laughs> quacking because I like to quack at those things yes. anyway. And I've been on a few of them, and they're they're really fun actually. And I usually I advise people tours and stuff to go on them. And uh, there's a few things I I like playing like tour guide when people are from out of town. I love seeing them on the map on the table or on the bar, and they're looking at it, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I I bring their beer over, or their food over, and I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing today? What's what's on the agenda? You know, and and I tr- I get them going. I there's certain things I always um, recommend doing, and one of them's a a duck tour because I've done it. I've lived there my whole life. You yeah. know, I've done it twice, and I think it's great. And but so for that reason, I think uh, it's okay for me <laughs> to quack like a madman at these things as they're driving by randomly. So I often do it. Yeah, no, I think and that's it, great. It gets the people going. You know, it gets the people going. He's like, oh, I wish I would have told you. You know. <laughs> yeah, and it adds another layer to it because you're taking this thing like, and you're a tourist. And you're like, I don't know, this is kind of touristy. It's fun because I'm a tourist, but, you know, what are people, you know, they're like, oh, there goes the, you know, the boat full of tourists. But when all, like, the shop owners and all, like, the locals come out and they they do that, um, it makes you, like, part of the know. You're in the know. You're, like, part of the in crowd. Right. So he didn't know. Next time he goes, I guarantee uh, he'll bring his family on that, and he'll give you a heads up uh, ahead of time because he'll get a he'll get a kick out of that. Um, real quick yeah. question about episode one sixty seven, which uh, I'm in the I'm in the middle of listening to, and now I, I'm a little concerned that I didn't listen to the seventh grade edition because. I don't know why I wouldn't have, you know, I get, I get them automatically sent to me and then I listen to them. I yeah. So I'm going to have to look into that. But, um, today I was listening on the way home as I am apt to do. And you were talking about all sorts of people from your seventh or eighth grade. And one person you like, you said their last name and you're like, Oh no, I didn't want to say your last name. And then you edited it. Yeah. Like, but you did some bogus fake edit and like you didn't go back and actually edit it. Correct. But everyone else's name, you're, you're okay with saying <laughs> like last name. Yeah. Everybody's. Um, so what's up? Like this one person, you don't want to give their last name out. And is that like off the record? Should we talk about this off the record? No, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to. So the episode that you're missing for some reason is, um, is the seventh grade edition. And, and what happened was I found uh, my seventh and eighth grade yearbooks. As, uh, you probably put two and two together and figured that out. Yeah. So that's what the first episode is, is that I find the yearbooks and we go through the seventh grade uh, yearbook and um, figure out uh, who some of these major players are. And right. the okay. reason I didn't want to say her last name was because I believe... As the episode unfolds, there is, uh, in in my mind, she, I portray her in an unflattering light. Okay. And um, it essentially has to do with eighth grade dating drama. Oh, so it was like foreshadowing? You were like, oh, I shouldn't have said her name because later on I'm going to tell an, an, an unflattering story about it? Correct. Okay. Correct. Gotcha. Now, at the end of the story, it, it, it's 
it's not that unflattering, but um, I felt I owed her as a former girlfriend. Right. That I, I wanted to protect her anonymity uh, in case somebody wanted to Google her for whatever reason. But everybody like else no, were, were more just anecdotes um, of of people in my life, and I, there wasn't in my recollection of those episodes there wasn't too much editorializing i just basically okay. said you know damon Ridvalsky wrote this um except for stephen schaefer that guy he's a fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> that you'll get if you if you if you if you listen to the the seventh grade episode yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure out what. Yeah, you gotta I go. Skim, I just wrote myself a note to, to try to find that somehow. Um, another question from a previous episode, and I might be wrong here, so just correct me if I'm wrong. But it was when you were t- giving the praises of the Daily Orange. Yes. I think it's when that terrible story came out about that weird engineering fraternity yep. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That did this, and you, know, you were giving the praises. To, you both were giving the praises to the DO and. Um, and you said you even, they've like shunned you a bunch of times, but you still like them. And one of the things was they never um, put the Sanders and Jeans comic up there. Yes. But I thought you, didn't you get, weren't you in the Daily Orange? Like where did all those, Yeah. like I, I've read those things. So where the hell was it? Just like sketches or did it, I thought you made it into the DO with us so, a few times. Yeah, there are, I believe, four panels of in the DO? of of Sanders and Jeans that exist. Okay. And Oh, really? That's it? I think that's it. All four of them appeared in the DO because we submitted oh. the way they used to do the comics back in the day was they would run a contest at the beginning of the school year. Uh, and you could submit submit that's right. your yeah, comics. Yeah, I remember this. So yeah, 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 yeah. and then on the 5th day it was the vote. Okay. So you ran it four days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you would vote on Friday. And then they would announce, the, you know, the top vote getters were were automatically given slots. So what happened was your brother and I thought it would be a good idea to collect every Daily Orange we could find. And not only prevent people from voting for other comics, <laughs> but vote for the the Sanders and Jeans comic to ensure that we would get in. I'm talking, I want to say hundreds. Wait, so you could you actually voted like with a physical pen? Like oh, you, oh, yes. Because it was before computers. There's no internet. <laughs> There's no internet in 1990. So what, you would like fill out like a, a little vote checklist or something in the deal itself and then drop it somewhere yep yep here oh <laughs> here was our tragic flaw in the plan oh, no. was that we collected these <laughs> hundreds of papers cut out hundreds of ballots <laughs> filled them out but we also filled out um randomly selected comics that we didn't think were very good that nobody else would vote for but oh, no. we took a stack, you know, a six-inch stack of of 
ballots, probably 100 ballots, shoved them in an envelope and dropped them off at the DO and did that six or seven times. So they're, they're getting clear vote doctoring because we didn't even think to just send them in individually. We just right. bundled them all together and dropped them off oh, at the yeah. DO. And yeah. every single one of them had Sanders and jeans on them. This was great. So I have no doubt that we were the highest vote-getting comic. We would have probably gotten voted in if we didn't doctor the election. Right. But they banned us and um, prevented us from from being published. Wait, in the do you DM. know that for a fact? Yeah, because they ran a uh, they ran a comic um, criticizing the practice of ballot box stuffing and it was clearly oh it was clearly aimed at us wait all right so do you guys have any of the do's like the original do's I, I, with the comics in them and I, do you have that one that's accusing you guys of ballot doctoring uh no uh, to uh. to the, to the latter definitely not um <laughs> to the former your brother may um, okay I never kept the originals, but for my wedding, uh, your brother gave me the original comic drawings uh, framed in a very nice oh, presentation. Yeah, awesome. yeah. um, and that's in my house. And I love it. And uh, I read those comics and I get a chuckle out of it, and they're funny. I oh, thought. You mean Ange didn't, Ange didn't take that? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got that and the crock pot. Today's her birthday, by the way. Yeah, right, right. Today's her birthday, 7-3. Happy birthday, Ange. Happy birthday, Ange. So, uh, I thought those comics were good. So did I. I thought they were funny. And then I could have sworn they were in the DL. That's when I heard that when you said that. I'm like, it's like, wait, I thought they were in the deal. But yeah, they they, they made an appearance. So if you were like, you know, Joe Public at Syracuse University taking a dump in the hall languages right. during that week, uh, and you opened up the Daily Orange, you would have read Sanders and Jeans. And it was a great collaboration. I don't even know how we started it, but I was the I was the writer, he was the illustrator. It was, good, it was good times. And then it was, uh, I, I served my Daily Orange band uh, and eventually made it back in uh, with the top 10 list. Nice. Which also was controversial because uh, the, I, for, I forget what the subject was. It was probably top 10 signs, top 10 signs you're a senior. Top 10 signs you know you're a senior. I think my mom still has it on her on her refrigerator but it was top sign signs you're 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 a senior and the number one reason a number one sign you're a senior is that your bac is higher than your gpa and ben cook loved that he thought that was the funniest thing and he ran it in the paper unfortunately he ran it in the do during alcohol awareness week oh nice and john and jerry were pissed they were absolutely pissed. Uh, so that's one of the few things. I haven't talked to Ben in probably a year, two years, um, and he'll he'll bring that up. He'll bring that up. So 
I made my return, but uh, unfortunately it was uh, paid advertising. I had to buy my way back into the deal. And that's why that's why my praise for their coverage of that story is so out of character for me because I hold a grudge on shit like that. Right. Yeah. I know. But uh, I thought they did a good job, and I'm you know I'm doing a lot of work with college kids. I'm hiring a lot of college kids for for some of the like uh, event based work that I'm doing, and um, I think college kids who are sharp college kids who do good work are are like they deserve the recognition and um yeah. we had that kid tyler aki on who got um some award like you know top 20 under 20 broadcast student um nice. we had him on the pod and he was you know he was good i thought the do kids who broke that story deserved a little recognition so I will, uh, I'll put away my petty grievances of 25 years to give them their, <laughs> their just desserts. Even though you guys really tried to cheat. Yeah, yeah. Totally. They caught you on it. Totally. <laughs> okay, awesome. Totally. Uh, what else? Okay, another, another thing. Carla turns 40 tomorrow. Oh, no. Yeah. So... And it kind of snuck up on me a little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, he, listen, listen. So I bought her, I bought her present like months ago because yeah. it was during like one of the Black Friday deals or whatever. Did you get her? And there was a. Did you get her a twenty-two inch um, Weber Smoky Mountain smoker? Yeah. Well, similar. Okay, it's like but in her room. Okay. okay. I got her a, a twelve-inch single bevel um i'm trying to think of what else it's called it's a saw it's a miter saw a huge huge fancy miter saw that does all these weird angle cuts and everything oh, that she's nice. wanted her whole life yeah yeah know? nice good job and it was well she she sent it to me <laughs> she's like, i i have to have this it's on sale blah blah, blah. you know i'm like i right, how about for your 40th she's like done i'm like all right so i, I scooped it up okay. nice so that's the hardest part is getting the present for her yeah i got that in the and then i won a um i won a gift certificate at the the my works christmas party to a night out at the lennox hotel on boylston street oh yeah um so we took that i was like you know what we'll do your 40th birthday we'll do like a night out in boston you know and she she lined up her sister her sister was going to come and watch the kids and all that kind of stuff um and we would go out in boston we'd go to dinner and then we'd stay at the hotel just the two of us we would party we would sleep in it would be wonderful right so i was like all right i get the 40th in the bag no issue so the other day i was like oh shit her birthday's in a couple of days. I gotta, I gotta get a card, right? I gotta, what else do I gotta do? I still gotta do something. It's her fortieth. Yeah. You know, she like flew people up for my fortieth. You, you drove up eight hundred miles. It was like all this important. Like it was a huge deal. Yeah. Like I'm like, wait, I'm, I gotta do something. So I'm like, okay, I'll get a card. <laughs> uh, what else? I got the present. I'll put some bows on it or something. You know, like, uh, all right, I'll cook her dinner. And then I was like, yeah, but honey, so. You know, I, I texted him, like, hey, so our, 
the 40th birthday bonanza is going to be like the Boston night out, right? And she's like, well, that can just be like a night out if you want, like our night out. Because it's not for a couple months. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm like, oh, Christ, what do I do? So I got to figure out something. I'm going to make her dinner or something. I got a couple surprises on my sleeve for the... uh, to make it special, you know. Right. But is, one them, is one of them? Is one of them a pastrami? <laughs> Homemade pastrami? Yeah, yeah no, no, maybe maybe a burger, maybe a cheeseburger. Yeah, you know, right? I mean, not tomorrow. It's uh, it's Thursday, so she's got tomorrow off, and then we both go. I, I have to work tomorrow, but uh, I work on her birthday. But I'm gonna come home and I don't know. I'll cook something special, I guess. But I was like, oh no! I thought I had it all figured out for fortieth and. I gone screwed it up. <laughs> but so yeah, so happy birthday to Carla. Happy birthday, to the, Carla. Um, Lennox, Lennox, uh, Lennox Hotel. That's a nice hotel. Yeah, it's cool. We we did it a couple of years ago. I won I won a similar similar thing the same day. Did uh, years ago when Sean Reardon worked at uh, uh, either Abe and Louis or Atlantic Fish or whatever that wherever he worked down there, there were. There were, he knew a bunch of waitresses or a bunch of bartenders or something, and he called them the something girls. Is there a bar in the know. Lennox Hotel? Uh, Solas. The Solas girls, that's what they were called. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because it was at, when it was at Morton's, which is right across the street. Yes. He used to go there all the time. Yes. Yeah, it's a big industry industry bar, yeah. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, he had made, obviously, Sean Reardon made a bunch of friends, and um, right. they happen to be females, and I think he called them the Soul Lost Girls. Yep, that makes sense. All right, that's a fun, I've been in there, that's a fun place, probably because it's an industry bar. Yeah, so the 40th is going to be, um, I don't know, I guess a couple months from now, hopefully. Why is hey, that? This is your fortieth. <laughs> is that when the the reservation's a fixed reservation? No, but that's like when when. Oh, that's when she arranged. Down and stuff. So got it. Like, got it. Got it. Because I thought it was I thought it was closer to the oh, oh. the date. <laughs> and I just like I was like, oh wait, it's next week. I'm like, hey, when's your sister come? She's like, I don't know, not for a couple months. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> 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 yeah. And then I was home. <laughs> Oh, well, good job. I got man. one last thing on my list. Yeah. And then if you have anything else. Okay. All right. Tell now, me what this you... is something I want to, to I'm going to just bring it up and I don't want you to, um, let's see, dubuque it. Is that the right word? Dubuque it? Dubuque? Yeah. Like, like push it away. Just like poo poo it. Yeah. Like yeah. if you Rebuke. agree with me, agree with me. But if you, yeah, refute, don't refute it. If you don't agree with me, don't tell me. Okay. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Wait. So, if if I agree with you, tell you. Yep. And if I don't agree with you, don't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So, and you'll understand after I tell you. Okay. When when we text, right? Yeah. Back and forth, and you. Everyone does like the LOLs or the ha ha ha's. Yeah, right? yeah. Your ha 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 ha's are legitimate. Okay, <laughs> meaning 
I seriously think, like you just laughed like right there. Yeah, yeah. When you said that, I think you seriously just did that. I don't think, because most people just, whether they laugh or not, they send that out, you know? And I think when you send out the ha-ha-has, it's a legitimate, you actually did just laugh. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Wait, what was the rule again? I, so nothing. I tell you nothing. Well, I mean, if you if that's not true, don't tell me it's not true. You don't want you don't want me to break you don't want me to break the perception, right? I got you. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. But it is a hundred percent true. Okay. Yeah, it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever typed an LOL. Yeah, I don't do that either. Because that's that's that is the definition of. I don't think this is funny, but I need to acknowledge it, so I'm just going to write LOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll text. I'll be in a text conversation with somebody, and they will say, um, oh, yeah, I let your dogs out, LOL. And then they'll say something else, and then they'll put, the, like, the super laughing, smiley face emoji. And that one, yeah. I, 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 I use that one also um, when I'm really, really laughing. But I don't. But maybe I've overused ha 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 ha. But um, the ha 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 is is me actually laughing. You're. I knew it. I knew it. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and I don't. I never write LOL either. But I made it a point, and this was years ago when this was all these acronyms were first coming out. Yeah. That I would never. And this is. It's really come to haunt me, but um, I don't type out any acronyms. I write them out. So I've written out laughing out loud several times <laughs> because I think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you write out the whole thing, because it takes forever. Right. It's a lot. You know, so I've done that, and I've done some of the other acronyms, like, but I will not, not but I say... I'll say the acronyms a lot, like in, in speeches, mostly because I work with a bunch of kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have to stay hip. But I never type out, I never text out the acronyms. It's always the whole thing, whatever it is. But when, you, when you're given a work, uh, let's say you got a work meeting or work assembly, you'll say like, OMG, Caitlin, great job. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll never write OMG. No, 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 oh, no, no. Exactly. To exactly. Yeah. I, I it's see. Annoying, it. but I have to stay true. You know? I think that's perfect that you use it only in speech, where it's harder to use the acronym than it would be just to say oh, yeah. the phrase "Oh my god." Oh, yeah. it's, much, <laughs> it's much harder. It's much harder. And then ha ha ha. I've I've done it both ways. You know, I've like sometimes I'm actually laughing. Very rarely do I actually laugh out loud at anything. You know, I don't. I mean, I think things are funny all the time, but I often, like, just laugh to myself or whatever, like, even movies or whatever, yeah. comedies. And, yeah, yeah. and so I never, like, so usually when I write ha-ha-ha, it's like, I think it's funny, but I'm not actually laughing. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> when, when you respond with ha-ha-ha, it's, it's actually, you just laughed. I can see it. You giggle, and then you, and then you type into your phone, ha-ha. Yeah. I love it. That's so true. <laughs> That's exactly how I do it. <laughs> and on that note on that note good stuff man good stuff I love it when you sit in I appreciate it 
I appreciate oh, it. Thank you. We've got a. I we, mean, did I just end it? I mean, do you have anything else? Yeah, no, 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 no. That's it. That's we end it when we end it, and that's and, and, and right. that's a great point to to end it on. But I wanted to say, uh, you know, I wanted to give you your proper your proper due there. I've got. Um, I think I've missed the kids going to bed at this point, so I'm gonna go um, see what the adults are doing. Pour myself a a vodka yeah. grapefruit and. Uh, and get on with my Pocono vacation. I'm going to be up here for two full weeks. Nice. Um, and my big, my big plan was to get Guy to come. Oh yeah. And um, a couple weeks before Memorial Day, I had gotten in touch with him and said, "Hey, man, listen, Memorial Day used to be our thing, and um, Angie and I would go up and visit." Um, Guy and Heather and every year we would go up to Syracuse and do the same thing we'd go to uh, Tusk Dave Gleese would ride his bike down we'd have a bunch of drinks we'd go back to the house and we'd barbecue and we did that for you know four or five years um, and then obviously that f- dynamic fell apart for a while um, and I was trying to revisit our Memorial Day get-together. Now, I've been up to his place yeah. once or twice, and he's been down to my place once or twice. So it's not like we're totally, uh, you know, we're totally missing each other in the last two or three years. We've seen each other just as much as you probably should see see each other, right? Um, but I right. wanted to really revisit the, the Memorial Day thing because I had off that weekend, and I wanted to, you know, I'm feeling better physically these days i'm feeling you know with all that comes with that you know you get a little more energy you get a little more desire to go do stuff and be more social and whatever so uh i was like hey man let's you know get together whatever i'll come up there you come down just tell me uh, and we'll make it happen um but he's working back in uh he's working at the cheesecake factory now okay so he's working back in you know restaurants so he's got that restaurant schedule um and he you know gave me a call and he's like hey man sorry i totally blew it but um you know you were mentioning the poconos let's get the poconos together so i ended up um taking off two weeks i work on a contract and my contract runs from august 1st to july 31st every year but i only work so many hours and my hours are usually up at the end of june so i get paid in july to sit on my ass and this was the first year. Uh, last year was Hurricane Roscoe. That whole situation oh, yeah. went down in June. So by July, I was, you know, I just wanted to sleep and cry and, you know, be away <laughs> from everybody. But this year, I'm like, listen, I need a vacation. I need to relax. I got some coverage for the dogs. Uh, Ange and her, and, and her parents took the dogs for three weeks. So I'm a free man. And I tried to convince Guy to come up here the the following weekend because i knew my whole family was going to be up here um yeah so we've been trying to work on that and he sent me a text the other day and you know he said hey man listen you know i'm sorry you know that blew it i didn't get the time off but i'll still work on it whatever um so i'm gonna stay up here to see if that comes to fruition but i just found out uh that there's a calendar for booking this house and I didn't realize that. 
so I didn't check the calendar. And what for people renting it? You mean? Well, no, my parents. That that's what the that's how the calendar started, but uh, my parents stopped renting it out because they come up here um, enough uh, to yeah. warrant just them being here. But um, there's a family calendar, so if you want the house, uh-huh. you you take you reserve it on the calendar. I didn't realize that. So Jeremy and his family are coming back next weekend uh, to entertain his best friend and, and, and his wife. And I don't think it would be that big of a deal if Guy came up. I mean, it's just a bunch of middle-aged people sitting around drinking beer. Right. But um, it looks like he's probably not going to make that happen. So I, I might take off early. Um, Frick. Next week, you know, so my brother can have the house. Or I'm friends with his best friend, so... Uh, I might stick around. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So. Might as well. Yeah. What'd you do with the dogs? Are they with you? Uh, no, Ian. There's a strict no dog policy at. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember that. Eagles Nest. People have dogs all over the place, don't they? Yeah. They break the rule. They do. They do. Yeah, but yours are like too fierce or something. <laughs> yeah, they're too hairy. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, they're not like super socialized, so I can't like you know let them walk around and. Uh, they bark at the kids and they'd freak out because of the deer, but um, they are. They eat. They eat small children. <laughs> exactly. Stuff exactly. Like that. Uh, so Ange took them and um, her parents help out by um, putting nice. them up for for a bunch and walking them and taking care of them. And it's it's good. Three weeks is is a lot of time without dogs. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's not as intense as a kid, but like, you got to take them out and feed them, and yeah, you got to take care you know, of them, check in with them. Yeah. So, yeah, I got you, I got you. Getting, uh, getting coverage on that is nice. I get to sleep into the ripe, uh, the ripe uh, hours of seven thirty. That's when the kids get up, <laughs> and my door has a. Uh, has a deck on the back, so that's where the deer are, and the kids love the deer. Oh, wow. They come out all the time or something? Yeah. yeah. Nice up there, huh? It is. It's beautiful. It's quiet God. tonight. It's quiet tonight. We got, a, we got a canoe. Anytime, man. That's, you know what? Um, it, family, solo, whatever, it doesn't matter. Weirden was talking about how those, um, you know how he stalks the, uh, those girls who went to that we graduated with. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dan Bottle, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh he's always sending pictures. They go on an annual retreat an annual like yeah, trip yeah. somewhere and it's always like he's twenty so of them. It, yeah. Oh my god. He gets he gets so worked up. Um that you know we can never get together. <laughs> but but it's like you know, his ideas get getting together is like, I don't know, let's get a house on the Cape. <laughs> you know, that doesn't help, that doesn't help me. <laughs> you know, if we were like, hey, listen, next year, one year from now, it's going to be whatever, however many year anniversary of our graduation. We're all going to Vegas or we're all going to, I don't know, whatever. Just pick a place. Even the Poconos. Right. You know, we'll just get together. Yeah. You know, you put it on the calendar and that's it. Um yeah, but do it. Just do it. His idea is like, let's see if Cuddy's dad's house is available. 
So we'll see. We'll see. On that note, I mentioned Cuddy, so we got to stop because <laughs> then I'll get that start, <laughs> start to get out of hand. Start to get out of hand. On that note, uh, with apologies to Kirk's brother, we'll see you guys next week. So long, Fredo. Get to sleep, Ben. Good night, Maisie. <laughs>